0: Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 2nd of March 2023 and to be honest, not much has happened so far as the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is concerned. It is pretty much the same since the last 3 days. Now in today's episode, we are going to be talking about centralized blockchain protocol that is Solana and looks like the hashtag chat shit get banged is definitely relevant to Solana because what happened in 2022, Anatoly Yana yakovenko who's the co-founder of solana did actually say that bitcoin in order to stay relevant needs to switch to proof of stake and unfortunately ever since that date solana blockchain protocol has suffered downtime on more than 10 occasions and just this year they've been down more than two times so we'll definitely go ahead and talk about solana blockchain protocol now looks like they do have some strategies coming in place and it's going to be really interesting to see if they're going to be making a centralized decision in order to stop producing blocks or getting the blockchain start running once again now we have some really great news from polygon and they have launched zero knowledge identity for web 3.0 now look our zero knowledge proof might just be one of the biggest innovation so far, cryptocurrency is concerned and some even say that after the innovation of Bitcoin, zero knowledge proof might just be one of the biggest innovations. So in today's episode, I'll very briefly touch base on what is it that Polygon is trying to do. Now, regarding Australia, we have some news and that is to do with Central Bank Digital currencies and they have a partnership with 14 Enterprise and Mastercard is definitely one of them. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore this news in detail. And so far as NFT is concerned, one of the iconic giants from Italy, they're also getting into the NFT marketplace. So we'll definitely go out and discuss who the Italian luxury watch manufacturer is. Now Lucas NFTs is definitely picking up momentum. Now earlier in the year we did talk about Bitcoin ordinals, and looks like NFTs are definitely making a comeback. And guys, one of the massive news so far as Dubai is concerned, right now there is Dubai International Boat Show, which is taking place. From the 1st till the 5th of March and the iconic giant Body Yacht Club has partnered with Dubai International Board Show. So that is the first news that I'd like to talk about when we are looking at news from Dubai, UAE and Middle East. And the second news is about an event that I'm conducting on the 3rd of March called a Central Bank Digital Currency, the basics, threats to freedom and its role in the metaverse. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. So let's kickstart right away. Welcome to the crypto coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE, and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee Atake has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems, to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on crypto and copyright. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of crypto and copyright, and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape in crypto on coffee date the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse we'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai UAE and wider middle east region this also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee Attain aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry, and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kick start today's episode, I have an important message. So check this out. Firstly Cash Startup OI is a global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app startup OI. if you're using an Android version go to Google store and App Store for iOS devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup OI. next guys listen if you're into fitness if you are into adventure if you want to do something wild well but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East the podcast is called the race Base podcast and the race Base podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from tough Mudder to desert warrior challenge and also the government gov games and quite a lot more the podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race in the podcast they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race and that's not all they also plan to release seven nfts and these nfts are no ordinary these nfts will represent every emirate in the uae and listen guys these nfts are going to be absolutely massive so do one thing go to spotify go to itunes go to any leading podcasting platform and search for rise in the obstacle course race podcast next listen guys there are three things that i'm extremely passionate about one is extreme heavy metal ice cold Bio, and obstacle course race and Tough Mother is one of my favorite obstacle course race events taking place in the Middle East. Now, if you're into running, if you're into obstacle course race, you definitely need to check out Tough Mother because they have a massive event coming up on the 18th of March. And it is, if not in one of the most beautiful locations in the United Arab Emirates. So listen, guys, go to the website of Tough Mother Arabia and look at the events. So there are different events taking place. There is 10K events. There is 5K events. And if you have your kids, get your kids along. And listen up guys, Tough Mudder is a series of obstacle and mudruns that will push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. A community built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside your comfort zone is a reward. And listen guys, when was the last time you did something for the very first time? So the event takes place in Ras al and guys the location is absolutely brilliant call us Mina al Arab in Ras al and you can register for it now on the 18th of March. So you have a 5k event, 10k event and if you have your kids get your kids along if you do want some heavy discount and get a 15% discount code use the code George15 which is G for George, E for Elephant, O for Orange, R for Roger, G for George, E for Elephant. 15 that is the number one five so once again guys the code is george 15 and look guys one of my goals is to do 100 tough matter and i'd really like to do it in dubai or in the uae and finally guys not your keys not your crypto if you have doubled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where ledger wallet kicks in and ledger wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets Made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France, and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge and this is where ledger kicks in so click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast it is a brilliant way to support this podcast so what are you waiting for the link is in the show notes below now guys since you've taken care of that let's look at the global cryptocurrency market now as of today second of march the global cryptocurrency market is at 1.07 trillion dollars and to be honest since the last 24 hours there has not been much price action as a matter of fact since the last 24 hours it has gone down by one 0.21%. Now guys, I really am not sure what the future of cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols will be after Jerome Powell decides to announce the interest rate hike. But that thing being said, you need to remember, when you look at cryptocurrency at a macro level, since 2013, the crypto economy in general has swelled by more than 80,466%. And there is some interesting article which is published by Bitcoin.com which actually states that despite $1.5 trillion loss in 2022 downturn, if you were to compare the prices of Bitcoin, let's say 9 years and 9 months ago, it is still up by 80,466%. And this article that they have taken via Bitcoin.com does have a screenshot of CoinMarketCap.com, which I tend to look at it probably 10 or 14 times in a day. And what that report actually does actually state, and which I can 100% agree to, is in 2013, there were only 14 cryptocurrencies, just 14, that is one for, but as of today, there are well over 22,709 crypto assets. Now, granted, 99.99% of them are absolutely horrible and scamps, often called as shit coins. Now, additionally, it's really important to know that the market capitalization of the crypto economy has grown significantly in almost a decade. Now, moving from 14 cryptocurrencies to over 22,709 coins does definitely speak about the volume on the impact of Bitcoin. But that thing being said, guys, the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is definitely not looking good for the month of March. And as of today, 2nd of March, it is only at $44.64 billion. As a matter of fact, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 8.46%. The volume of DeFi is also low at $4.86 billion. And if you look at the total value locked, it is still below the $50 billion mark and as of today it is at $49.84 billion. Lido is still leading the race at 19.13% and $9.54 billion is locked in its protocol. Now if you talk about DeFi, DeFi volume accounts for 10.89% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. I really am looking at a much higher percentage of DeFi being part of the total crypto market volume. Now make it our number 2nd. So far as the total value locked is concerned, and as of today, it is at $7.23 billion, which is locked in its protocol. Co-Finance is $5.12 billion locked, RV at $4.75 billion, and Convex Finance has $4.20 billion locked in its protocol. The volume of stablecoin's gas has once again been ridiculously low at $40.07 billion, and in yesterday's podcast, I did talk about some war going on between Coinbase or Circle with Binance BUSD. As of today, Tether is still leading the pack so far as the volume of stablecoins is concerned and it is currently at $30.57 billion. Circle USDC is at $3.40 billion and Binance BUSD at $5.59 billion. What I'm going to be doing is probably two weeks from now, I'm once again going to be looking at the matrix so far as the market cap of stablecoins is concerned and I'm going to check if the market cap of Binance BUSD in particular has drastically gone down. Now, all these things being said, The volume of stablecoins account for 89.77% of the total crypto market, 24 hour volume. Now let's look at the market cap, 24 hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is 451 billion dollars and Ethereum's market cap guys has remained consistent for almost two weeks now and it is at 200 billion dollars. And if you look at the 24 hour trading volume, Bitcoin's 24 hour trading volume is 24 billion billion. Whereas Ethereum is at $6.8 billion. The dominance once again is relatively steady in 2023. Bitcoin's dominance is at 42.34%. Ethereum's dominance is at 18.80%. Now, while you're listening to this podcast, guys, I have a quiz for you. What was Ethereum's maximum dominance in its entire history? The only hint I can give is, in 2017 ethereum did reach a maximum dominance so the big question is what was ethereum's highest dominance so mention your thoughts in comments in the comment section below now in today's episode guys i'm going to be looking at decentralized apps for ethereum as well as binance smart chain now i'm going to be only looking at the top three so the first one so far as ethereum is concerned is unisop version three the second one is no surprise is unisop nft aggregator which is more of an nft marketplace and the third one is OpenSea. As a matter of fact, the fourth one is Blum. So, it looks like exchanges and NFTs are definitely the main momentum so far as the blockchain is concerned. Now, if you look at Binance Smart Chain, the top three protocols are PancakeSwap, Hook, and CyberConnect. Now, guys is a DeFi protocol, but when I try to get out information regarding Hook and CyberConnect, it did actually state that they are social media platforms working in Web3.0, but unfortunately, I couldn't get more information which is so surprising considering the fact that they are the second and the third most decentralized apps that is being used on Binance Smart Chain. Now if you do have any additional information about Hooked or CyberConnect, please mention them in the comments below. Now guys, let's look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin is $23,444. Now what's going to happen over the weekend? Will the prices go down or will it cross the $25,000 mark? Now since the last 24 hours though, it is down by 1.49%, since the last 7 days, it is down by 3.78%. Ethereum is $1,643, since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.58%, since the last 7 days, it is down by 1.23%. Now look guys, so far as Ethereum is concerned, I would definitely recommend to keep a track as and when the Shanghai upgrade date gets in closer, because I wouldn't be surprised. If the prices tends to fluctuate in either direction, it could go either up or it could go ridiculously down. Now, if I have to bet, I would definitely bet on the price of Ethereum crossing the $2,000 mark, as in when the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade date gets closer. This also coincides with when Jerome Powell will be announcing the interest rate. So, I'm pretty much sure there's going to be a lot of traction, a lot of numbers and manipulation so far as the price of Ethereum is concerned. Now, Binance BNB Coin is below the $300 mark, and as of today, it is at $298. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.79%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.12%. Now, listen, guys, when you talk about Ethereum, we often talk about Ethereum killers as well. Now, in 2017, EOS was known to be an Ethereum killer, but it looks like that project has completely disappeared. Last year, there was a lot of hype about solana in 2021 actually is when the hype actually began now, unfortunately solana is not doing good at all and looks like the solana network is more like solana not work now since the last in its history it has been down by more than 10 times but what is really shocking and surprising is when you talk about open blockchain unfortunately in case of solana there is a centralized entity who does go ahead and make this decision now, this is so ironic because in April of 2022, before Solana was having absolutely any attacks, Anatoly Yakovenko, he did have an interview with CNBC and he was a bit cocky and he did actually tell CNBC that in order for Bitcoin to stay relevant, Bitcoin needs to switch from proof of work to proof of stake. And few months after that is when trouble started in Solana. Now, I'm no one saying that Bitcoin maximalists are the ones who are attacking to be honest, they don't even care about other blockchain protocols. But nonetheless, this just shows how bad Solana Blockchain Protocol is. The only reason Solana did get so much of hype was because of the notorious legend Sam Bankman Freed because he did buy over 80 or 90% of the tokens which did heavily pump up the price of Sol. And that was the only reason why the price of Sol did actually pump up. And in 2020 2021, Solana was notoriously known for double entry or triple entry or four times entering the same data, and that's one of the reasons why the DeFi volume and the D5 hype did pick it up. But unfortunately, when you talk about Solano, they seem to be having quite a lot of problem And I remember when they had the very first attack, they actually decided to stop producing block. And this was a centralized decision, which is an absolute big norm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the first attack did actually cost them 16 hours. So for 16 hours A centralized decision was made for not producing block. This is a definite, definite big norm. And just a few days ago in my Crypto and Coffee 88 podcast, I did talk about how Solana blockchain protocol did have some kind of an attack as well. And unfortunately, these are protocol level attacks and not a kind of hack. And the Solana Foundation did actually confirm on February 27th, the root cause of another recent 20-hour network outage is still unclear. Now, what I'd really recommend you to do is follow Solana Foundation via Medium because they do provide quite a lot of critical information. And Anatoly Yakovenko, who's the co-founder of Solana, he did actually publish a blog via Medium and he did actually state that there are plans to improve network upgrades. So, let me try to break it down what the article via Medium says. And guys, you need to understand that Solana is claiming to be a decentralized distributed network that aims to be fast reliable and scalable and recently during a network upgrade, Solana also experienced some issues that affected its stability and to address these issues, Solana's core engineers did come up with several plans to improve the upgrade process and make the network more stable and one of the main plans currently is to bring in additional external developers and auditors to test and find exploits in new software releases. Now, this is absolutely terrible because this idly should have been done before making any changes this is not massive news this should already be in existence so it's a bit surprising that they are doing that now now based on the blog it says that they are hoping that this will identify and fix issues before they can affect the network stability and the core engineers guys will also work with validators to improve the software release processes By downgrading and upgrading testnet to stress test new versions before deploying them mainnet better now listen guys this is absolutely shocking because this is a no-brainer that this should have been done years ago before actually implementing a new protocol and in that blog they also state that by adding new external developers they want to help identify and address exploits an adversarial team has been found and guys in the blog he has stated that they want to hire external developers to identify exploits and this team will build additional hooks and instrumentation into the validator code to help exploits and provide hardware to run medium to large clusters for adversarial simulation and the restart process will also be improved. Nodes will automatically discover the latest optimistically confirmed slots and share the ledger with each other if it is missing making it easier to recover from failures and look as looks like Solana's core engineers will continue to focus on stability. And improving the network for example they're also transitioning to a more advanced networking protocol called as QUIC which is going to focus on implementing local fee markets and incorporating stake weight QoS to improve the ability to land transactions Now, overall Solana is aiming to be a balanced innovation with speed and reliability and they are claiming that the core engineers are committed to making the necessary changes to ensure that the network remains stable and predictable for developers and users. Now, in that blog, he clearly stressed that the core engineers is going to focus on stability and adversarial testing. Now, unfortunately, guys, this is something that should have already happened, it shouldn't be happening now. Now, guys, let's discuss some positive news regarding Polygon and Polygon has actually announced that they are launching a zero knowledge identity for Web 3.0. So, if you do want to find out the official link, go to the Twitter account. And in that tweet that they have mentioned that they are going to be starting with four new tools and the four tools have been released in Polygon ID identity infrastructure to build a more equitable internet that places identity at the center of it. So let me explain what is Polygon ID and how does it solve the issue of digital trust on the internet. So Polygon ID guys is a self-sovereign, decentralized and private identity solution that allows developers to build trust and verification while maintaining privacy it is an infrastructure stack that enables developers to create verified credentials a format essentially that allows for trustless on-chain verification and with polygon id anyone can become an issuer verifier or holder of web3 identity which means that off-chain data can be used for trustless on-chain verification this is a fundamental change in the internet's trust model as businesses leveraging polygon id Will no longer have to deal with user data management headaches and individuals will have greater control over the identity and discretion in how they use their personal data and polygon id offers several tools including verify software developer kit issuer note wallet software developer kit and wallet app that helps developers integrate decentralized identity into the application while also being web3 native and gaza polygon id enablers developers To accomplish what previously has not been possible online, enabling trust and verification while delivering a user-friendly experience and maintaining the veil of privacy and Polygon ID has several use cases including identity verification for decentralized autonomous organization or distributed autonomous organization, I like to call it, KYC solutions, e-commerce customer onboarding, passwordless login, under-collateralized lending, and portable of thousand and reputation and look as if you were to implement zero knowledge proof i think it'll be an absolute game changer and one thing which i've said several time in my past there are very limited use case of web 3.0 signing in with your private key is one of them and second is zero knowledge proof so it's going to be really interesting to see how this news develops i wouldn't be surprised if this news will be a game changer in the next coming months so or even in the next coming years now guys, let's discuss some news from Australia and the Reserve Bank of Australia has tapped MasterCard and 14 other banks such as ANZ, Australian Bond Exchange, Monova and many others to test central bank digital currency and the Reserve Bank is collaborating with the Digital Finance Cooperative Research Centre also called as DFCRC on a research project to explore potential use cases and economic benefits for a centralized digital currency. And guys, if you go to the website, they've also provided use cases and the projects will take part in country's central bank digital currency pilot projects. Now listen, guys, I am not an advocate of central bank digital currency, but it's so critical that you truly understand what a central bank digital currency is. And later on in my episode, I'm going to be discussing an event that I'm conducting on the 3rd of March, where Gordon explained the basics of central bank digital currency, the threats to freedom, and its role in the metaverse. Now guys, let's discuss a massive news in the world of NFTs and Panerai, the Italian luxury watch manufacturer since 1860 is also getting into NFTs and Decrypt did publish an article and the article does have an interview with Eva Asayuk and where they go and explore the Web3 cases of Panerai and in that interview they also explained what is it that Panerai is doing in the NFT world and she went ahead and explained the digital passport and she also got and explained the experience watches so what i'd really recommend you to do is watch that video because it is only for roughly around six minutes long and i very specifically remember guys in march of 2022 i did cover a news about panerai that they had launched an nft initiative but i do believe that that news was not to do with the watch as such but it was more to do with car racing so definitely go ahead and check out panerai website now guys let's discuss another massive nft news but this is regarding news from UAE. So now we're going to be discussing two news from UAE. And the first news is about Bodheep Yacht Club. And they have partnered with Dubai International Boat Show. The listen guys, in Dubai, there's a massive event taking place called as the Dubai International Boat Show. And it is taking place between the 1st and the 5th of March. And the Menor region is hosting the second highest fleet to billionaire ratio. And if you talk about super yacht. This is the place to see because 12.6% of the super yacht is available in Middle East and Middle East is now home to 12.6% of all of them. And guys, when there were sanctions which was heavily imposed on Russia, there were rumors that a lot of Russians did actually move to Dubai and a lot of the multi-billionaires did actually buy massive expensive super yacht. And guys, based on the website of Dubai International Boat Show, it says 1.5 billion dirhams Total value of boats are currently on display. Now, so far as the NFT news is concerned, the news is that Board Ape Yacht Party has partnered with Dubai International Boat Show to host the first ever BAYC that is Board Ape Yard Club meetup outside the US. So this is definitely going to make some massive news. And the Board Apr Party is hosted by Board Ape Yacht Club, which is BAYC and Mutant Ape, also called as MAYC. And guys, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, that is MWRC Holders, is set to take place on the 3rd of March 2023, that is tomorrow. And the event is officially part of Dubai International Boat Show and features live performances by Ape, DJ, Richie Boy, digital and physical art showcases, including virtual reality paintings and quite a lot more. Now listen guys, we do want to sign up for the Dubai International Boat Show. I believe the ticket is only 60 dirhams, which is roughly around 15 to 20 dollars. It is an absolutely brilliant event and I'm definitely going for most of these days. And the Dubai International Boat Show is the largest and the most renowned marine and lifestyle event in the Middle East and is preparing to welcome 30,000 visitors from the 1st to the 5th of March. And the exclusive event is set to bring together a highly exclusive and diverse crowd of 100 guests including B.A. Wasi and M.A. Wasi that is Mutant Ape Yacht Club NFT holders Yacht owners and key opinion leaders in the blockchain space. So the event is going to be absolutely massive but unfortunately it looks like it's only going to be the holders of these NFT assets and the event is created to be the first international BAYC and MAYC meetup outside the US and promises to be a unique and unforgettable experience with noteworthy partnership and notable partners of the event include by International Boat Show, Future Blockchain Summit, Punk Ape, Altus Yacht, AIX Labs, Sumosun, Lunar PR and Cointelegraph, Telegraph, which is from the Arabic sector and the BAYC community, fosters personal relationships among members and promotes community, culture, art and music values and has made headlines for its unique approach to community building and the entire Yuga Labs ecosystem. And Bode PR party in Dubai represents a significant milestone for the entire NFT community and sets the standard for future events worldwide now you need to understand guys when you talk about these NFTs the community is built around a collection of 10,000 unique hand-drawn apes each with its distinct personality traits and guys this is going to be massive because this is going to be the first ever body Ape Yacht Club party outside the United States and body Ape Yacht NFTs have become some of the most sought-out digital assets in the world with price soaring into millions of dollars and each body Ape Yacht NFT is unique and comes with a digital and physical membership card, giving holders exclusive access to both AP Yacht Club community and events. And this is the power of having NFTs. And Gaza Dubai International Boat Show presents a remarkable exhibit of yachts and boats crafted by local and global builders featuring cutting-edge marine equipment and accessories. And to be honest, guys, I did attend Dubai International Boat Show in the past and the event is absolutely mind-blowing. You can see the world's most expensive yacht and i'm pretty much sure that conor mcgregor when he had a fight in abu dhabi he did rent one of the yachts from a russian billionaire and i'm pretty much sure that was from dubai and gaza dubai international boat show is one of the most extensive boat shows in the world attracting more than 30,000 visitors globally so if you are in dubai you definitely need to attend the dubai international boat show and you definitely need to check out the board club party now guys let's discuss some news regarding central bank digital currency and guys i wouldn't be surprised in the second half of this year central bank digital currencies will be the main talk now i do have an event on the third of march that is tomorrow between 2 p.m to 3 30 p.m gulf standard time so essentially the session is going to be broken down into three parts in part e, i'm going to be discussing what is central bank digital currency we'll be looking at the history of central bank digital currency And how does central bank digital currency work? We will look at the current state of central bank digital currency. And I'm going to be sharing my thoughts and opinions at a macro level. And I'll try to go in detail as well. We'll also look at the countries currently studying working on central bank digital currency. And in today's episode, we did talk about some news from down under. That is Australia, who's working on central bank digital currency. We'll also look at El Salvador's role. What happened when they adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender? And did it trigger IMF, that is the International Monetary Fund? And we'll go ahead and explore. IMF's stand on Central Bank Digital Currency. And also look at World Economic Forum. What their stance on Bitcoin is. And what their stance on Central Bank Digital Currency is. And we'll also discuss when will United Arab Emirates launch its CBDC. Now guys, in my Crypton Coffee Date podcast in February, I did talk about the UAE Central Bank. They have rolled out a program called as FIT program. And they have nine core areas. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in detail. Now the second part of the session guys. I'm going to be discussing central bank digital currency versus Bitcoin. We would look at central bank digital currency. If they pose a threat to freedom. And I'll also be discussing the political implications of central bank digital currency. The support and resistance to central bank digital currency. A look as Bitcoin started as a movement towards separation of money and the state. Now, will that separation happen? I really am not sure. It might take at least a couple of decades for 100% separation between money and the state. Now, in that meantime, politics and politicians do have a very strong say so far as the trajectory and direction of CBDCs are concerned. Now, at a macro level, left-wing politicians and ideologies are not in favor of Bitcoin, not in favor of open source and freedom of speech, and they are in support of Central Bank Digital currency. Right-wing politicians and right-wing ideologies on the other hand are in favor of Bitcoin, are in favor of open source and freedom of speech and are definitely against central bank digital currency. So we'll go out and explore those in detail. We'll also look at China's role in CBDC. We'll also go out and explore the different types of central bank digital currency. That is retail CBDC, multiple CBDC and wholesale CBDC. And guys, UAE was part of a multiple CBDC. Going back to 2018, and we'll also go and explore Central Bank Digital Currencies' role in the metaverse. Look guys, I'm a massive advocate of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but unfortunately, I don't think Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will be an ideal form of payment and a medium of transfer in the metaverse. But I very strongly feel that Central Bank Digital Currencies will play a pivotal role in the metaverse, and it also merges with the timeline because I very strongly feel that, that both Metaverse and Central Bank Digital Currency are at least 8-10 to 10 years away for mainstream adoption. Now on Part C guys, we'll be looking at in detail what UAE's Central Bank role is and we'll go ahead and explore the FIT program in detail. So this session is completely free of cost and the whole idea is to educate the people on Central Bank Digital Currency. so go to Eventbrite, sign off for the event, it's completely free of cost. So that's all for today cars on the Krypton Coffee date from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com, And also check out my other website that is area2071.com which talks everything about Metaverse. And guys in tomorrow's Metaverse Everything podcast, I'm going to be discussing some cool things, some not so good things and some really interesting things about Metaverse. So please check that thing out. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. I have a question by Carlo asks, what do you think of central bank digital currencies and will people stop using Bitcoin? Now this is a brilliant question Carl and the answer is pretty simple. I don't think central bank digital currencies are great, particularly when you talk about freedom. And considering what is going on in the US right now, people are getting censored just for giving their own opinions. Now keeping that thing in mind at a macro level, I definitely don't think that central bank digital currency is great. But The second part of your question is, will people stop using Bitcoin? Definitely not. Now, what I'd really recommend you to do is, Carl, and something which I've mentioned several times in my podcast is, Richard Turing on LinkedIn, he's a person to follow so far Central Bank Digital Currency is concerned. And he has, if not one of the best videos with Bankless, who's one of my favorite podcasters. And in that video, they go ahead and explain why Bitcoin will not be a threat to Central Bank Digital Currency. So, to answer your second part of the question, People will definitely not stop using Bitcoin because right now, Bitcoin is becoming a store of value. People are saving Bitcoin and because of the limited supply of Bitcoin, the value of Bitcoin is definitely going to keep pumping up. And what I'd really recommend you to do is call Simon Dixon on LinkedIn. He's going to be going live, I believe today or tomorrow. And he's going to be discussing about the next halving in Bitcoin which is going to take place most likely between April of May of next year. Now keeping all these things in mind, I don't think that people will stop using Bitcoin. I very strongly feel that the price of Bitcoin in particular will be pumping to the moon. And historically 6 to 8 months after the halving is when the price of Bitcoin usually tends to pump up. So hopefully by the first quarter of 2025, we do have a new president and the second reign of president number 45. And also hopefully Bitcoin is reaching to a new all-time high. Now going back to your first question, Carl, what I'd really recommend you to do is on the session that I'm doing on the third, I'll be answering each and everything that you've asked for. So I'll go ahead and explore in detail. So what I'd really recommend you to do is definitely feel free to attend it. And Carl, despite me being a detractor of CBDC, I have to say that it does solve banking the unbanked problem. And it becomes easier, let's say for an average individual person who does not care about privacy, who does not care about technology central bank digital currency makes the life easier and they will also be able to offer customer support they'll also be able to offer insurance and quite a lot of other things now at the current moment we talk about cryptocurrencies but there are very limited use case of using it let's say for subscription services but when you talk about cbdc's you'll be able to use it let's say for subscription services there will be DeFi which is connected to central bank digital currency there will be NFTs which can be traded on CBDCs and quite a lot more. But once again, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to take a lot of time. And I'm looking at less than a decade, probably 8 to 10 years from now. So what I'd recommend you to do is, Carl, check out the session that I'm having on the 3rd of March. So that's all for today, guys. If you ask me anything serious in Blockchain DXP, in case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxp.com And also check out my website, www.blockchaindxp.com And also check out area2071.com. That talks everything about metaverse. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 am to 8 30 am, we have Crypton Coffee Date, 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypton Coffee Date works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai. UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and what you're listening to right now this is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask you any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a or a rating and share the word across thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one bye-bye.